Hello, everybody. It's your old friends at Monday Madness, and welcome to another episode of the Liquid Football Podcast. Woo! We're all incredibly excited here, ladies and gentlemen, for what was a uh, fairly busy week of football, has to be said. We have Premier League, we have Champions League, Europa League, uh, Euro- Women's Euros qualifiers that we are uh, contractually obliged <laughs> not to talk about. Yeah, At all, yeah. so <laughs> that is a, the one episode where uh, Burkebot would be happy for us to gloss over the women's yeah, football and just not mention it. <laughs> I was wondering why she was chanting "lads, lads, lads" before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> like in a week so where Vivian Minima becomes the like record goal scorer in the FAWSL, I'm like, please don't don't make me talk about Ireland, please, <laughs> Ukraine. At the, at the right ball, oh, day, Ireland lost to Ukraine. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let's not talk about that because that was yeah, complete, no, horseshit. It's too raw. It's too emotional. So uh, it, it also helps that Burpa may have had a few cans during the during the game, and that um, for I'm like, sure for medicinal purposes. Yes, my nerve. The only yes. reason she's holding it together. The only reason <laughs> for medicinal purposes also called midterm. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jump in and uh, we're gonna jump it back into the Premier League rundown. Uh, which was, uh, I suppose, last weekend in a sense, because uh, the, the next match day is kicking off in about half an hour as a time of recording. So uh, we'll try and get into it as and quick I as we can. I forgot to change my football team. Even though I gave you, <laughs> I gave you fair warning, and you did not take it. So there you have it. I was asleep. Yes, well, that's that's kind of your problem overall, Burkbot, isn't it? Like that's your literally your excuse for everything. I just woke up for football. I just woke up for the women's football, and I want to be asleep again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're regretting that one now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> I'm going to be a barrel of laughs in this podcast, lads. I tell you. Oh, yeah, well, the tears will taste so good. Yes. <laughs> all, all I can say, as your friend, is to eat your fucking feelings. That's all I can say to you. I already have. I've eaten more. Eat more of your feelings. Curry noodles. No, get cake. No, I don't want to go to fast club like some of the FAWSL players have been forced into. Yeah. Okay, we won't talk about women's football. Stop bringing me down these laneways. <laughs> can I just can I football. can I just hold that as a clip? Let's not talk about yeah, women's yeah. football. <laughs> just whenever she starts bringing it up, it's like veto. <laughs> if you want a if you want a snapshot of how well things have been going recently, mm. boosh right there. That's that's a ticket. That's a ticket. <laughs> so yeah, um, again, it was it, it was a very um subdued weekend. It has to be said, like all the crazy was kind of condensed into two, three or four matches, which we'll get to. But first, we are going to deal with the more exciting games from the weekend, and nothing really says exciting like the nil-all draw, again, between West Brom and Burnley, uh, which uh, if you were one of the unlucky few that had to pay fourteen ninety-five uh, for, wow, imagine, man, you, you, you imagine, missed out on the treat there. <laughs> imagine being that that poor fucker, because I can't imagine there's anyone else that, like, someone who's lost a bet has to then pay for that match. I think yeah, generally I, the only people that watched the match were journalists. I don't even think Bromley or Burnley fans, like, lumped in for it. Like, <laughs> Why would you? Yeah, it was weird. Like, it, like there's literally no coverage about it either. Like, okay, granted, it's probably like seeding wise, it's probably one of the worst Premier League matches you'll you'll get. But at the same time, like, literally no one was talking about it, as if literally no one was watching it. I, I genuinely believe that like the highlights could have been made over by FIFA and nobody would have noticed. <laughs> you know, there were yeah. some chances in it, but ultimately it was like two really good goalkeepers and the rest of the team going, "Oh, we can't score." Fuck it. Okay, and just left it at that. So. That's all we'll say about it. Uh, moving on then to a game that actually did have goals in it, which was Sheffield uh, won Fulham 1. Uh, a story of two penalties, has to be said. 
um, the ballad of Alexander Mitrovic, perhaps. Who I, I have on my fantasy football team and have not removed. Ooh, that's a that's a bad miss, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, like last week, I dropped over a thousand places in one of my leagues <laughs> based on last week's results. So uh, that's a, again, bringing in the cheer in this podcast, lads. <laughs> I think I was the only person happy that Vardy didn't play the last games week because I had uh, Keane on my bench. Mm. When I saw that he'd scored and everything, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. The one <laughs> fucking defender on my bench and he fucking scores. Yeah. And uh, But then uh, Vardy got so at the auto sub because Vardy didn't play a fucking minute. And I was like, yes, cha-ching. Get in there, lads. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the Sheffield-Fulham game was, uh, was a scrappy enough affair. Uh, Fulham got a penalty early on. Mitrovic uh, quite literally lumped it off the crossbar and off into somewhere in Sheffield. I think they're still looking for the ball as we as we speak. Um, Fulham were better though. Just like McCabe against the UK. Oh, don't stop! Don't. <laughs> Everything reminds me of Ireland. Anyway, so yeah, the. Fulham were better though, in fairness. Like the, a lot of signings kind of have rubbed in quite well. And we were caught, we were kind of talking about the the some of the like younger defenders and uh, the Man City youngster you were talking about last time, Neil, uh Abdurabayo. Looks pretty decent. But with Sheffield, I don't know, it's I don't know if it's the best like barometer to use, like because Sheffield can be are a bit of a, a a quirky team in themselves. Probably different when they're going up against proper pacey forwards, you know. But uh Yeah, it was just weird. I mean, in all fairness, this was a game between, this was a draw between two teams that like really needed a win. Yeah. They both really, I'm mean, like, I know every team needs to win every fucking game. Blah, 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 like blah, Ireland know, versus the Ukraine. Yes. Much, yeah. <laughs> Can we, Can we, we just knock her off the call? Gills, uh, fucking uh, <laughs> microphone on her. Old Gill sealed the deal, just scored the penalty. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's our it's pretty bad what like that's Fulham's fifth game without a win. Yeah, and it's their first point of the season as well. Yeah, yeah. So mm. like same with Sheffield. Sheffield haven't exactly been tearing it up no. in uh this season. So like both of them really, really badly needed a win and didn't get it. In yeah. all fairness, this, this is a draw that neither team fucking wanted. It is one of those games where like, okay, lads, this is a six-pointer. We got one point. We start again? Yeah, we'll start again. Yeah, on, exactly. Okay. I guarantee you, I seriously mean it. Like, if, if you held a poll at the end of that game, it was like, right, lads, extra time to see who gets all three points. They'd have fucking gone for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well one and truly. Point, one point right now does not help either fucking team. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But it was the ballad of, of Mitrovic because he skied off the penalty and then gave away a, a penalty himself, <laughs> which only VAR spotted. And uh, and the player who's, uh, who's best for a Murray Walker impression, Billy Sharp, uh, put it away as well. So it was, it's a, it, was a, it was a lovely story. He missed like a raft of really scorable opportunities right mm. at the death as well. So like, yeah, yeah, not a good game. It's actually kind of proven why we were saying like earlier on well, with Mitrovic, like he just can't. It's he's not a Premier League striker. He's a flat track bully. Like he can't, no. he can't do it in, in this league. Uh, moving on then to reload exactly. Uh, <laughs> moving on then to uh, Leicester Villa, which uh, left it quite late for any action to happen. Uh, but Villa won in the ninety-first minute with a Ross Barkley uh, bit of skill. 
skinned uh, Chowbury and just like just went on goal and scored. What a fucking signing for Villa. Ross Barkley could be good in any way, shape or form. It's bizarre, isn't it? Like, but like Leicester have just been so hit and miss. Like it is, it's they're going to be bizarre to follow mm. this season because they have that five-two win against City, wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, yeah. they destroyed City five-two. And then lose to Villa. Yeah. Didn't they lose like 4 0 to West Ham as well? Yeah, they lost to West yeah. Ham last week as well. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> That's like Ireland losing from an own goal against Ukraine despite having like 90% percent I'm drinking again. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's a very that was a very oddly specific example, Burke. Why you've you you drank too much like almost as if we just passed the ball into our own net. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it, it was like as if the centre back is it is the full back just passed it back to the keeper to play out from the back and then the goal the ball just completely ignored the goalkeeper and went straight into the into the hooking net. <laughs> Can't feed that bear. So <laughs> and chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, and chocolate biscuits. We're not sponsored, by the way, but get in touch. Uh, but yeah, like, not much to say about this game either. Really, it was it's just another got, like really great result for Villa. They're they're still they've still got a hundred percent record in the league, and depending on how Leeds goes later on, they could continue that. It's it's fascinating. Yeah, I I honestly thought they'd get relegated. So like you know, knows mm. how much I know. <laughs> but it goes to show you how good one transfer window I, can go. I for literally a team. feel like I'm Debbie Downer right now, and I am loving it. You are you are literally the Burke bot of no crack. Um, yeah, no, this is this is a match in which literally almost nothing happened. Mm. Um, Again, very appropriate. That was behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, lots of yellow cards happened. I mean, that's good. That's they what we're paying up for. About eight of them, but like, yeah, yeah nothing, nothing really happened here. And fair play to Barkley. He's really making the most of this. He might want it because. Right now, Villa are the only team that are ever going to give him any kind of respect or game time, you know. So he might want to mm. enjoy this little soiree before he goes back to Chelsea and they just crush him. And kind of play to his strengths as well, like, because the Villa midfield caters to, like, like midfielders who don't really want to defend. Because you've got Douglas Luiz and, and oftentimes Hurrahane who will do the defensive grunt work and let McGinn, Grealish and Barkley run him up then. Like it, it does suit it does suit oh, him to stay in Villa. Exactly. No, it does suit him, but he won't because he's an idiot. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like no, seriously, like he, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, this will. He's. I guarantee he's thinking there. Oh yeah, this will. This will get me back into the Chelsea first team. It's like no, you fucking idiot. This is what Chelsea will use to try and justify to sell you off. You fucking yes. muppet. <laughs> and then use that money to partially fund some fucking one hundred million pound signing. Mm. Yeah. That yeah, they don't exactly. actually need, but it's literally we'll the exact we'll same player as Barkley. Yeah, yeah. He's German. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so he, yeah, he should he should stick there, but he won't. Yes, hubris. indeed, hubris. the hubris of Barkley. Um, Barkley's hubris. In fact, I like I like the term of that. That sounds like a sounds like a craft beer. Um, so uh, moving on then to the first derby of this weekend, which is uh, a few names for it: the M twenty three derby, which is not as funny as the El Gatwico. Uh, as I've heard it being referred <laughs> It's uh, Crystal Palace versus Brighton. It w- weird game, because I watched this myself, and like things happened in the first few minutes, which was Palace taking the lead, and then nothing happened. Like, it was like seeing missing until like the 89th minute, until like until McAllister equalised, uh, and then like the dunk got sent off for a uh, 
a two-footed challenge in the penalty box. It was a straight red card. I don't want to... I'm just going to just mention that for later on, if that's okay. Just like there's a, there's a red card for making a massive challenge in the penalty box. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is everyone keeping track of that? Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, but yeah, like... You're it was, talking about the penalty that Katie McCabe just missed against yes, the Ukraine. Yes, yeah, that's exactly bringing it up. I'm exactly what I'm talking about. God, you're dilute. Yeah, anyway, um, but the, Brighton should have won this game. Like, if you look at the stats, Palace had one shot on target, one shot on goal, and it wasn't even on target. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> it literally Bright- sounds like the Ukraine. <laughs> no, I, funnily enough, like, the only stat I can find of that was that they didn't have any shots on or off target. Mm-hmm. The only goal came from a penalty, which doesn't count. Yeah, precisely. Like shots. So they literally had no shots on or off target. Yeah. I just bizarre. think it's funny that there's an Argentine Tinian player called Alexis McAllister. I just think that's hilarious. Uh, that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> it is quite funny, and he and he's ginger as well. Like he's a uh, <laughs> the, the family is Scottish. His his grandparents are Scottish, and they've been there for two generations. But the gingerness is still strong in them. The, uh, there's no Argentine blood there whatsoever. It's great. Pest. Moving on then to the uh, Monday football that was, which was uh, Leeds and Wolves. And uh, Wolves beat them 1-0. And it was thanks to uh, an own goal from Calvin Phillips' top knot, which was uh, eventing a solid argument against top knots, in fairness. Was that another uh, Jimenez goal? No. It, it was, As it, my I, captain in fantasy football, he was not awarded all of those points, so it cannot have been a goal. Indeed, he was not awarded the goal. It, it, he certainly took the shot, but it was a Phillips' own goal, uh, unfortunately. So there you have it. Um, it was a good game to be honest with you like out of all the one nils you've had this weekend it was probably the best one uh, because I both teams like, I wanted trying. more goals it was kind of like you know just sitting there watching this going we paid for blood <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's uh, weird like because both teams are kind of playing the same the way fucking 70 minute which is a bobbly deflected piece of garbage <laughs> uh, I felt kind of cheated I'm not going to lie yeah. I felt cheated yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. The weird thing about it was that like just both teams cancelled each other out. Like they're both playing the same way, both playing like relatively nice football, but with like flaws in each team. So like like Wolves had like a really slow midfield, which meant that Saiz had to do all the work ahead of like uh, Matinho and and uh, Neves, and like Leeds had like okay, we're trying, we're gonna keep going, scroll boards. Oh shit, Bamford, right? That's a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just like they got there in the end. Wolves did, but Leeds. Uh, Leeds should have got something from this game as well. Like it was, it was a 50-50 really. Um, so one of, just one of those type of games for people, really. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Arm grease definitely isn't working for Wolves. It's the battering ram that they all thought that he was. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, it's just, it's weird. Like it, I've never seen a player who's worse starting than he is as a sub. Can I? Can you think? Yeah. He's like Shakiri in a way. Like he couldn't start yeah. Shakiri, but put him on a 60th minute and he'll murder everybody. That's the thing. It's like, so the, weird. The more, the more time he's on the pitch, the worse he gets. It's like, Pepe, I'll put like the oil out. has seeped into his skin at that stage. Like you want to freshly like applied just before he goes on. If he plays the full 90 minute, it gets absorbed in, and he just feels like all like sad and fatty. You seem yeah. like a, an expert in this thing, Burpa, if you don't mind me saying so. <laughs> you seem to know I a lot like more of this than you're letting on. <laughs> numerous, numerous hours of research into how to grease up a Dama Traore. Uh... <laughs> I've, wrote, so, I've written pieces about that. You've seen my browser history, but I thought I'd admit that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on before we risk expose Burpa for the, for the uh, kink fiend that she is. Uh, let's move on to our top five then. 
uh, it was another uh, master versus apprentice match. Return of the fucking Jedi, apparently, as Man City took on Arsenal and Man City won 1 0. I have to say, lads, I was horrendously disappointed with this match. I thought oh, it was fuck, fucking yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah, it was awful. It was a terrible, terrible match. Um, it, that's as about as toothless as I've seen us in a long time until I watched the next match that we played. <laughs> Chekhov's uh, gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, we just had, we had fucking nothing. Uh, City played quite possibly the weirdest formation. I mean, like, to, to tell you how little went on in this match, the commentators on the stream I was watching literally banged on about the fucking formation for almost the entire game. I barely even knew who was fucking... Only for the fact that I, I had a good HD stream, I, mm. I wouldn't have known who the fuck was passing the ball because the commentators weren't fucking helping me out. No. But yeah, City deployed this kind of weird... 3-3-1-3 three, three, three style formation. I saw it described as a 3-4-1-2 and it was like Walker and like Cancelo in central midfield Foden up ahead of him and then Sterling and Aguero up front. Yeah. It very strange. It, it was very, very strange. strange. But Walker kind of... was pretty much just man-marking Aubameyang. That was like, his job, yeah, more or less. Like he wasn't given a position other than right beside Aubameyang and mm. look, it worked. We can't complain. Aubameyang, they did move him central for the last few minutes, but like that, you want to be making these subs um, or those kind of chains of positionings like early or then they were done because mm-hmm. you need a bit of time for the chances to kind of form and people to get used to the new formation. And I don't think Arteta um, gave enough time for that. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what I did find interesting about this match was. Um, Aubameyang didn't go into the centre like we thought everyone's kind of predicting he would. Uh, with the arrival of Party, um, Aubameyang's meant to be going through the centre, but it just hasn't worked out so far. Um, but the, for the last 10 minutes, it did, and then it really did not look like it was <laughs> working at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, Gabrielle is still probably our best player at the minute. Like He is just mm. fucking class. Yeah, no, he's really good fucking central defender despite the fact that apparently he still can't really speak very good English but um, apparently the language of <laughs> he good seems real friendly that's what I like about him he's a he's big nice. friendly guy he's a yeah. very friendly guy who can smash the fuck out of a ball at another player and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm oh, not yeah, no, I was expecting a 4-0 loss we lost by one it was a good day in my books uh, to be honest with you, like, again, I, I've been saying this a lot about Man City, like, this season, and I'm kind of, like, it's still my opinion that they're not that great. No, um, I don't think they're that great at all, but neither are we, so... No, neither are we. I mean, <laughs> it, thankfully, they're one of the few teams in the top tier with actually a solid goalkeeper because yeah. Ederson had to make two great saves, and really fucking good saves, I have to admit. So this is why people always talk to me. It's like, oh, you could have won that by two. I was like, no, we fucking couldn't have. Yeah. Um, we, we well, I do up... think we should have had a penalty, in fairness, because Kyle Walker um, kicking yeah. Gabrielle, but Gabrielle being such a hardy cunt, yeah. that the kick to the head was just like, oh, that's annoying. Ref, anything? No? All right, fine. All right. It's your yeah, call. Keep on going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, like, if if City had, like, Adrian in goal, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, David De Gea, or Pickford, We'd oh my god, imagine Pickford. Oh my we'd god. Have, we'd have fucking won that one. But um, <laughs> unfortunately they've actually a competent goalkeeper in a Darison. So yeah, no, we 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 
he made two great saves, really, really good ones. He made a third one, but that was pretty much, it was definitely routine for a keeper. I, of I would power. say he was keeper of the round, you know, like with, you know, closely followed by uh, Pickford there. <laughs> okay, no, very slim pickings in that in that weekend. In fairness, let's be, let's be honest here. Like, if Carl Darlow is looking like the best keeper of the Premier League, there's there's something fundamentally wrong with the Premier League. Oh, I think Martinez now is damn where he's. So oh, well, Mar- he's yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He's been the best one so far. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Like, I, I, again, my kind of takeaway from watching the match was that, like, it, I think City like really exposed how much are lacking centrally because they obviously. Oh, we've nothing going through the middle. We yeah. Have- Fucking nothing. That's what that explains the formation as well because the four the four in the midfield was basically like a midfield like kind of like block in a sense, yeah. and the idea was to stop like to stop the overlap of Saka, Tierney on one side and Willian Bellerin on the other, and it worked so well. Which well, is so see, bizarre. You need to stop the overlap of fucking Willian because he played mostly central, mm. so like he doesn't contribute to the press. He doesn't really do a whole lot in the middle. <laughs> so you're like, what the fuck are you doing there, Val? Like, get the fuck Mixed out of there. A mixed bag of nothing. It was, it was actually. It was very much a mixed bag of absolute fucking nothing. Indeed. indeed. I think and that should be the title of the podcast. It's a, it's a strong contender starting off, if I can remember mixed it. Bag of mixed bag of nothing. Uh, moving on then to the games that actually had goals in it. Uh, first off is uh, Newcastle's 4-1 loss against uh, Man United. And uh, like, weird scoreline in fairness, because like, Newcastle didn't play football. United played a bit of football and got four goals out of it. And most of them were like in the first last five minutes. Yeah, like the scoreline is very flattering. Um, oh, it's an incredibly yeah. flattering score. It's one of those scorelines where you have to kind of look at the goals and then look at when the goals were scored. Mm-hmm. Because after Shaw did his thing, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Shaw did it into the back of his own net after two minutes. And then... Maguire fucking just loafed it in after 20 minutes. Literally almost nothing happened until the 86th minute um, when Bruno scored. And then Wan-Bissaka and Rashford just kind of rubbed it in because Newcastle had pretty much... Newcastle had did essentially what they had done, what they always pretty much do, which is they scored a goal, they conceded one, and they went, right, lads, let's just keep it at that. <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, I hate to see Bruce sometimes because, like... What he has at the moment is a fantastic counter-attacking team, which he point-blank refuses to let counter-attack. Well, he goes, really ruins the spectacle of football. Far ruins the spectacle of watching a group of 11 men play for a 1-0 loss. Do you not get this? It's the spectacle. Blah, 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 you fucking gravy-blooded prick. Ah. Say what you really feel, Neil. Yeah, man. That just seems like uh, you want to get some more off your chest, maybe. Like, uh, you know. uh, maybe if we yeah, had fire versus the Ukraine, we would have had to play against 10 players. <laughs> <sighs> Tell us how you really feel, Barkbox. <laughs> no, we just see therapists now, and they've all been like, you know, asking us not to hold back. I was going to say, this is perhaps the, ag- most, the most aggro podcast we've ever done so far. Uh, <laughs> pure aggro. Fuck this shit. But uh, yeah. yeah, like um, it, United were there for the t- all I'll say about this is United were there for the taking, and literally any other team would have taken it, except for the fact that this is a team they were up against a team managed by Steve fucking Bruce. Yeah, and he never shows up for his old team conveniently enough. It's shocking. Mm. 
funny how that works, isn't it? And he's also he's now he's now cursed Saint Maximin as well by calling him the new David Ginla. Oh my god. So Oh, I actually heard somewhere that you can get a signed David Ginla uh, photograph for six pounds on eBay. Six whole pounds. <laughs> You go onto some really weird Instagram <laughs> <at> the <home>. <laughs> 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 yep. did, you, did you misspell arm grease as Ginola somehow? <laughs> you fell asleep I, I, on the I, keyboard searching for I it. Have, I have to give credit to the Offside Rule podcast for that one. <laughs> Again, the, Actually, the, you know what? Funnily enough, I found out one of the weirdest fucking fa- football facts I've ever fucking heard. Go for it. Uh, you know Axel Tuanzebi from Manchester United? I do. You know he has a Guinness World Record? I don't. Oh. Like it's a genuine certified Guinness oh, World Record. Is, is this the bin? No, it's not oh. a bin. No, he's a Guinness World Record for the fastest uh, round of hungry, hungry hippos. Oh, that's what it is. Holy shit! He partly cleared an entire board of hungry, hungry hippos in like seventeen point six seconds. That is <laughs> not a his world record for it. That is legit impressive. <laughs> it's probably the most impressive thing you'll ever do at Manchester United, anyway. Yeah, so. to be fair, mm, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> he'd, let, he'd uh, definitely get into the squad with that sort of pace, you know. <laughs> the bin thing. Is uh, someone's just set a new land speed record in a wheelie bin. Nice. <laughs> this week. Nice. And funnily enough, was not able to do a wheelie in the wheelie bin. Lol. Whoever came up with that joke, I've completely just stolen it. And it was as terrible as when they said it. Super. I'm going to um, drink more. That one yeah, please do. Let the level just soak in, um, as it were. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like methanol in your hand sanitizer. Indeed, indeed. Another, another incredible reference. So, um, let's move on to our top three then. And three is very appropriate because it's our first trial draw of the match day, folks. Chelsea three, Southampton three. Um, so, Chelsea, um, why? Why can't you defend? Why is it so oh, difficult? For our, have a lead. for our entertainment, Jonathan. I'm honestly thinking it is that case now. Like, they are genuinely doing this so you can get clicks. Like, this is like the football equivalent of clickbait. (laughs) Like, honestly. Um, uh, This was fucking bizarre. I watched some of this match Mm. um, only when it became really, really interesting that I actually started paying attention to it. And, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ, Kurt Zuma, I rated him as such a good defender when Chelsea signed him. Watched him in the was it the World Cup for Germany? Oh and yeah, I was, right. like, I was like, he's fucking class. Like he, you know, he's gonna be a fucking world beater. And then I was like, oh, Chelsea got him, damn. And then I'm like, why was I worried about that? They've just destroyed him. Yeah, it, it's 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 what it's what like Lampard's Chelsea does. Like the defenders just have no coordination at all. There's no communication with the keeper. They can't pass it out from the back. They can barely clear the ball out. And they don't head the ball out. Does it all stem from Kepa? Some of it does occasionally, but like a lot of it stems from like the, the fact that like his defense is very, very shaky. You mm. know, if you put them under any kind of pressure, they'll just fucking crack. Yeah. You know? Like and that's all another team has to do is just put them under pressure. 
and they'll they will break. Like it, it. <laughs> Neil, for the love of God, man! <laughs> I think the horse looks referenced in there somehow. Fuck off. Um, yeah, but like uh, it, it's similar similar to Burkba. Like I stopped really watching this after the first half an hour when Werner slalomed through. Oh, such fucking, a fucking great goal! He just basically just mopped through the entire Southampton team and then slotted home. I was like, that, that made it 2-0. So that was on the 29th minute. That made it 2-0. I was like, ah, fuck this. They're hoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. Fuck this shit. And then Ingsy did his thing just before half time. Pretty much the best <laughs> time to score a goal. Yeah. And, oh man, I just thought, hmm, now we're on to something. It was a very Ingsy goal. Like, that's what he does. He just goes, like, he just bullies the fucking last defender into submission. The thing is, the thing is, is like, up against the defender, up against the defense, like Chelsea's, which can be very easily bullied. Mm. You know, like, he's, he's probably one of the best guys to have up front. And it was fucking a farce. Like, their second goal. Holy fucking shit. That's shocking. Like, the Southampton second goal has to be one of the <laughs> has to be the most calamitous fucking goal I've ever seen in my life. Was was that the one I lost my shit at? Because there's the one, goals... the one where Kepa slides for the ball twice and misses, misses it, it. Yeah. both times. In fact, actually, he slid for the ball oh, once, yeah. missed it by a full three yards. Yeah. And then as it came back off the post, he slid for it again, missed the ball again, hit the post. He hit the post, not the ball. <laughs> and then fucking Che Adams absolutely pumps the thing into the, the roof of the net. Like you could set that to Benny Hill music, and it would perfectly match. It was ridiculous. And I was going, "What the fuck is going on at the back of Chelsea? They've no goalkeeper. They've no defense. Defense. Nobody has any idea what the fuck. It was a pure farce, and it was yeah. hilarious. I literally laughed harder than I've ever laughed at a football match in a long, long time." And it was just so much fucking... It was just a disaster. You know? totally, total disaster. Because, like, again, if you, when you look back at the replay, like, it kind of lo- it looks like it like it's like Zuma is the only Chelsea defender. Because they're even so slow at tracking back as well and to try and even save this coming from coming in. Like, form a wall around the line, whatever you do. But no, like, they just, like... I think it was just Alonso, I think it was, at the back. That was it. And also, like, they're getting absolutely fuck-off protection from Kante. I mean, like, they, were, they get no protection anyway from Jorginho. He's just not mm. that kind of player. But Kante's not doing his job at all. Kante, Kante's really <laughs> struggling. He's really, so really struggling. Bad. Like yeah. he's so bad. Like, that's just the thing. Like, and you can tell that he's trying, but it's just he's literally running to go backwards at a slower yeah. rate and fuck me like it's terrible like he he definitely wants to be in a different shade of blue jersey mm. <laughs> <laughs> bring him back to Leicester <laughs> yeah he definitely wants there because he's fucking he's just not doing anything Christensen and Zuma are just fucking holy shit it's Laurel and Hardy crap at the back there yeah Christensen is awesome. whack <laughs> they're all whack like when your team's playing this absolute garbage um, like you've got to point to your coach then like you, mm-hmm. you need your coach to go right lads get your heads out your arses or pats on the back or however else and then as his post-match interview he just starts pointing out everybody's fucking errors <laughs> like, I thought Mason Mount played brilliantly what are you doing you fucking idiot you know like I mean but like <laughs> you, you can tangibly tell that Chelsea defence has gotten worse since Lampard took over because like sorry oh, for they've, they've conceded like almost a record amount of goals yeah. since he's taken over. Like a re- not just for Chelsea, like for any team. Mm. 
it's unbelievable. Like, because you can say uh, say what you will about Sarri Ball, at least it was organised. At least the defence had a line and it kept it. The personnel wasn't great because you had still had Marcus Alonso in there and Rudiger, so they weren't the best personnel. But they had, and Louise, of course. But even then, like they still kept a the line. They still had an organisation. They were just really laborious about it. Oh, it's ridiculous. I, yeah. I will say one thing, though. The funniest thing about this, I, met, I read a match report about it, and it said that um, Arzabalaga was deputising for the injured Edward Mendy. Yeah. And I was going, are you fucking kidding me? Arzabalaga is the 70 fucking plus million number yeah. one signing. How is he deputising for his own backup, you fucking turds? Well, I'm, I'm actually just seeing here, by the way, that Kepa is apparently out for the United game. So it's actually going to be Canyonero in goal and oh, check on yeah. the bench. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. How is it going to be Canyonero? Because I, I, I think Mendy's still injured. Is he not? Yeah, Mendy's yeah. injured. But like, have Chelsea registered four goalkeepers? I'm. I'll have to double check. But I'm like Canyonero is still at the team. It's still in the team, and and they've let go of their youngster Blackman to Rotherham. So yeah, I think he's the only. So unless one. they registered, unless they registered four goalkeepers, they have to play check. Uh, I will consult. No, Canyonero is definitely at the club. I know that for sure. So he would play. He's number exactly. three. Yeah. Are you sure, because the, the, the team list, because the team list would be obviously Kepa, then Mendy, because they signed him to replace Kepa, so he'd have to be on the team. Mm-hmm. We know Czech is on that list because <laughs> it's hilarious. On someone that they must have registered four goalkeepers. Uh, I am just consulting it here. Actually, no, they have four. They have three. Mendy, Kepa, and Caballero. So check if Mendy and Kepa are injured, then Check will be on the bench potentially. But he's not playing staff, you see. So I don't think he can ever even be eligible for the yeah, bench. So I don't think Chelsea will have a keeper. Staff. Yeah. So I think if like Chelsea won't have a backup goalkeeper unless he calls someone up from the U. How delightfully devilish Seymour. Right now. <laughs> Look, they have Anna Ketrenberger in the women's team. Do you think like she'd like she could actually do a decent job? She's a fucking phenomenal keeper. In all fairness, like you'd have to I, fight Emma Hayes for that, and I would not fucking do that in a month of Sundays. Yeah, <laughs> you, she would like, punch no, a not, fucking not, train not, unconscious. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> you'd just turn around to Lampard and go, "You can't coach goalkeepers. They all go to shit under you. Fuck off." The instant she, com- she comes back, I'm gonna have to reverse everything you told her. <laughs> you know what? It actually would be funny if Emma Hayes just took over the Chelsea team as a super sub, just like tagged it, just oh like slapped Lampard around the head and go, "Right, yes, fucking cunts, this is how you play football, <laughs> you fucking slags." <laughs> Walks in and immediately smashes her elbow into Kai Havertz's nose just to make a point. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> out of every Duncan Mason mounted the ice water, so see you, little fucking tory brick. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like. I would actually, out of all of the FAWSL managers, she would be the one to make it in the men's game. Like, just by bollocking everybody. Like, she's, yeah, like, like, they'd be she's terrified like female, of her. She's like a female Neil Warnock. She'd headbutt the fucking... I was literally about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> She'd literally headbutt the referee just to get her point across. Like, you know, Christ in the bike. Like. Anyway, um, so moving on then to our second uh, most intriguing game of the, of the week. Another trial draw. Uh, Spurs West Ham lads oh. lads lads this is fucking beautiful like, <laughs> the fact that you get to call the running order of this talk um, shows that 
you don't appreciate the spur the spursiness. Oh no, I, I I do I do absolutely. It was very close uh, to the top because, two. I just to because some keeper that makes mistakes all the time made a mistake all the, in this match, and you think it gets top billing? Yes, that's exactly Spurs what. Spurs yes. go three 0 up against West Ham, a newly remoised West Ham. <laughs> remoised. Refined, rebuilt, remoised. It was hilarious. But after 17 minutes of his first match back, he's 3 0 down. And I guarantee you, people are looking at him going, Mate, do you, do you fancy going home? One more time now. <laughs> yeah, I know, honestly, it's. it's I have never seen such shambolic defending from one defender before. Fucking Fabian Balbuena, what are you <laughs> doing? How are you a defender? Oh, wait, Pellegrini signed you. Yeah, that actually makes complete fucking sense. Like, legitimately, the man is like a... a he passes the ball really well. But defending? Uh, details. You know, like, it's... it's. And granted, it was kind of ironic that he was the guy to get the goal to start the comeback, in a way. You know, it was like when fucking Vladimir Smitser scored for us in Istanbul. Like, you were literally our worst player. How the fuck did you score a goal? Like, <laughs> how are you responsible for this incredible comeback? Like, you are literally only on the pitch because Harry Kuhl is fucked. Just remember that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, like, it, it's so bizarre. And the, like, okay, granted, like, Spurs were, in those first 15, 20 minutes, they were absolutely brilliant. Like, Honestly, the, between between Son and Kane, like they were fucking untouchable. Uh, like, I, I'm I'm honestly really impressed with with Kane and how like how like well he's doing at the minute. Because again, he's not exerting that much energy, but he doesn't really have to. Like, he just picks the right spot. And the second goal where he takes the touch away from when he nutmegs uh, Declan Rice was absolutely fantastic. Like, genuinely was brilliant. You you couldn't ask any more for a striker. Playing to his strengths. That's all he's doing. And and that's all you need to do with your Spurs. Yeah, but then also, this is... When we had a discussion beforehand saying that, like, what's your theme for this season? And mine is hubris. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just... Holy shit, this match brought it in spades. Oh, totally. So, after half an hour... after Sorry, after 20 minutes, the, the Spurs Twitter feed was just incomprehensible ramblings oh. about how much <laughs> about how they were back um, <laughs> um right so i was about to watch this match and then i saw that like very early on they'd obviously scored and i was like mm, do i want to watch this and then you sent in a message saying oh they scored a second and i was like oh fuck that i'm not watching that followed by a message saying they're three nil up fucking hell and then i i was on Twitter because I got a notification because I was purposely avoiding it and I went in looked at the notification but obviously saw that like someone on my timeline had the audacity to tweet that this was Spurs' year oh. and I was like in the gods <laughs> and I just went thank you that person for whoever <laughs> wrote that because Jobless. you know you just you have just set the wheels in motion and oh my good god okay that... Google, what is karma <laughs> it's just pure hubris like and i wouldn't even mind but like none of this had any right to happen it should not have happened right balboina's goal okay then right lofted ball in he gets his head to it right fine cool 
it's the 82nd minute. You're still 3-0 up and cruising. Should have been 4-0 up after you hit the post. Fine, mm-hmm. right? Look, yep. people have lapses. But then literally three fucking minutes later, <laughs> Sanchez whaps one into his own fucking net. And you're thinking, <coughs> what the fuck? Happened. No. I'm mean, like, they've got Gareth Bale on the pitch at this point. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> so like they've they're fielding the most expensive footballer in history uh i just go like I'm he sorry. missed a sitter as well incidentally right oh, before he, the he winner he had a fucking great run uh where he absolutely torched two west ham players and then as he was coming in he was he was running at the goal and he was slightly more to the right-hand post as you're looking at the goal. Yeah, he was askew a bit, yeah. He was more on the right-hand post. And instead of going, which, which this, is, this is, by the way, completely bizarre. This shows you how off the boil he is. Mm. So for the left footer coming at the right-hand post, he decides to try and go near post. So shooting at the goal right in front of him rather than put it onto his actual proper foot and swerve it in to the far post yeah which is why any left footer would have done he's like nah fuck that i'm gonna volley it forward and winds up hitting up wide so oh. i'm going what the fuck did you think like even the commentator did he, he just was, like has he not played football in so long he actually forgot which was his good foot that's entirely possible it's, it's, it's very possible that he before he took the shot he screamed out seven iron four <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, that was it. And then it happened. Lanzini's goal. Holy shit. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, it, it, comes along, it comes along. That's one of those things where you're, you're sitting there going like, you could throw the identical ball to him 10,000 times yeah. in training and you could hit the ball 10,000 times again and it will never do what it did. But because it was against Spurs in the 96th minute, magic. <laughs> Like fuck me! Like he literally, it, there was no other place that ball could have gone that Loris wouldn't have saved it. Mm. And holy shit! Like Loris even got a hand to that. Yeah, he, he touched it. Like yeah, <laughs> so he's in there. Fucking holy shit! He couldn't even deflect it out of the way of the goal. No, that just puts it onto the fucking crossbar, and I'm like, holy fucking shit! I, generally, I thought for a second that David Moyes on the touchline was gonna take his top off. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he was he was having a lovely world, time. I just don't think the world is ready for that. But oh um, god, no, no, this, no one is. This was the match that just generated hubris in so many, so much quantities, um, so much so that like after the match, because that was literally the last kick of the game. Like Lanzini's goal was scored, and then on the kickoff, the ref flew up. He's like, "Nope, we've had enough of this fucking lunacy. Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> yeah, he just went like, "Lad, you're not talking that. I'm going home. Fuck that. Yeah, Next goal wins. Really That's really it. Lad, Done." Sorry, my act is come in. You can fuck <laughs> off. Uh, so that happens then. Then immediately Declan Rice goes into the dressing room and starts trolling oh, yes. Spurs fans. This is great. He starts so basically, like he just basically goes on to Twitter and starts looking at all the Spurs quotes. Of like, oh, you know, West Ham bring on Lanzini, we bring on Gareth Bale. Check fucking mate, bitches. Um, Peace fountain. <laughs> exactly. So Rice is there, like, oh, this aged well. 
So then, which involved quite a number of Irish fans, mm-hmm. many of whom weren't even Spurs or West Ham fans at all. They were just random Irish fans who then piled <laughs> in on Declan Rice going, really? And then just retweet, quote tweeted all of his tweets about how proud he was to play for Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> So this was hubris within hubris. Yes, a hubris, a square of hubris. It's a meta hubris almost. And it was just so fucking great. Like, this was the gift that just kept on fucking giving, you know? Yeah. It actually led to an interview with Mourinho claiming that Spurs are not Spursy. Um, <laughs> and how many times had they Spurs at this season? Uh, was they it dropped two, half their points. Twice. Twice. <laughs> You know, but it just shows you just how, and also shows how god awful this fucking league is right now. It's so weird. Right now, the Spurs right now have dropped half their points, right? And they're still seventh. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> and the United have like got like six points and they're like 15th. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's wrong. Awful. This is garbage. Yeah. This is absolute garbage. But uh, in all fairness, like, I'm not going to even remotely entertain the merest thought that Spurs could win it. But this is one, I guarantee you, this is one of those seasons where some team that you're not going to expect is going to win this. Villa. You know, I'm gonna, uh, in the, They've got the I, less I games. It, it, it could very well be a battle of attrition. The less games, the better. Like Leicester. Yeah, but I think in a battle of attrition, like, but that's my point. Like, Villa could win it, you know. But, and again, like, think, go, go left field. Go really crazy. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't uh, count out Man United winning this. It could be anybody. It could it literally yeah, it could just get down to. It could literally be anybody. Like I am yeah. literally looking at this, going, I have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, this is going to be entertaining. I'm actually for one of the few times I'm actually looking forward to our league predictions. Yeah, down, it's, like our league. It's very interesting. Our league prediction recaps at the end of this season because I guarantee you, like. Fucking man, it's, it's going to be like yeah. But we drink everyone. for every one we get wrong or every one we get right. <laughs> ah, everyone we get wrong, yeah. Let's just get let's get hammered. We're going to wind up a fucking alcohol poisoning. Exactly. And you <laughs> oh, people, like you people scoffed with those hand sanitizers. Yeah, you you exactly, scoffed yeah. at me putting Everton in seventh. How? Who's the fool now? Well, <laughs> 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 honestly. Uh, yeah, so let's um, let's go into the the main event, as it were, which was the the first match match of the of the match day, which is the Merseyside Derby, and it promised to be a barn burner, and it was for probably not the reasons as advertised, but it was a two all draw in the end. Like it definitely burnt a lot of things down. It really did. Liverpool Twitter was one of them. Um, <laughs> there, I, I, it's like a wildfire. They're currently picking up koala corpses as we speak at the minute. But um, but the, weird game. Um. It draws a fair result, I think. Like for for what the for how we played and how Everton played, I think a draw was it was a reasonable result. But obviously, the two main talking points were the things that kind of didn't happen in a bizarre way. Um, we took the lead very early on from Mane. Great play. Um, can't be said any more than that. Thiago is a fucking boss in the midfield. Like Jesus Christ, the fella didn't put a foot wrong throughout the entire match. Like he literally had to get hacked down by Ricardoson to be stopped, and that says a lot, really. Um, but then a few minutes later then uh, we got the ball whipped in uh, Van Dijk uh, got his head on it and then Pickford took him out you know um, so I have calmed a lot down from my from my stance from, from Saturday really? I have really? I have but there is that's still that's like, like um, me saying I've come to terms with Ukraine beating I, Ireland I, I, what I've done is I've rationalised I've said right lads let's move on let's, let's, let's deal with it you need like, more cans yeah. <laughs> but the thing is like I just, I just couldn't get over the incompetency. 
you know, on both accounts. The first one was obviously the, the Van Dyke injury. Um, now, the, the pick for sending off, I... I don't know. I, I would I would call it a sending off myself because it was endangering play, but it was a case of semantics, really. There was, like, there was two layers of semantics here. The first one was that VAR only intervened because of the penalty aspect, and they didn't intervene because the guy was offside, right? So that's one thing. But then they didn't notice the fact that, like, Pickford took out Van Dyke. Like, it was a dangerous tackle. And... Again, it was the semantics of like what's violent conduct and what's serious foul play, and they couldn't agree on either. I, I, I saw that as well, and I can't remember who said it, but it was somebody who was basically going, Well, like, I think it was Jonathan Wilson who said it. Con- yeah, it was Wilson, and then he admitted he was actually wrong mm. afterwards. I don't know if he went on to his, he, he said it on I was, I was listening well, to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point, yeah, he made the point that like it was serious foul play, not violent conduct, because you can get yeah. sent off of violent conduct at any time. Mm-hmm. Whereas serious foul play really only occurs within the confines of the match. Mm-hmm. However, exactly. then later went, oh, I've just read the rules and I'm actually kind of wrong. You can't get the end off for serious foul play, whatever. So it really should have been a red card. It absolutely should have been a red card. It totally should have been. Like, there's just, like, that, that it's not a red card is absolutely baffling. Like, it's baffling. Uh, like, it's red card. Okay, I know they don't really do double jeopardy anymore, but that's a red card and a penalty. Oh, no, that, no. They don't do double jeopardy in. Like if you tug a pe- if, like, if you tug the player back or some shit like yeah that. yeah yeah like it's a jersey pull have the book and here's the penalty shut the fuck up you know mm. or if one of those things like what I call a Vardy special where mm. as, he <laughs> run, uh, as he goes to run by a player he hits the ball away knowing that the player will have when he slides will reach out and then Vardy just runs over his foot and goes uh ref yeah yeah exactly the fucking two arm flopping out. Um, type of thing, but <laughs> I don't see how double jeopardy applies to a violent scissor kick. <laughs> yeah, when the ball's not in play, he's missed the liberty, so badly. The ball is already out; is already off. It's gone, and he just takes fucking, out the man in the knee, like uh, delivered a mortal combat fatality style. Like there's, <laughs> I'm, I'm utterly amazed that nobody has spliced in to finish him. <laughs> I'm sure on an Everton Reddit post they have because they're oh bitter bastards. It's fucking terrible. It gets utterly terrible. But it has led to a lion that has actually has had me laughing for the last four days straight, which is basically about Pickford, which is to accuse Pickford of um, premeditated malice is to ignore the fact that he generally plays like a player in the grip of mania associated mm. with long-term mercury <laughs> exposure. <laughs> yeah. He uh, <laughs> just reminded me of that comic, I'm sorry. Jordans! <laughs> it. It's Jordans! And that's it, because he's huffing thermometers in the yeah. comic. <laughs> he's got it, you know. If he's having already, check out the David Squires comic. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, it's, it's, really, it is actually. I'm like, we say it almost week in, week out. That oh, this is the funniest one. This is the funniest one. I don't so see good. how he's topping this one. I'm mean, like the very la- the very last uh, square is of uh, <laughs> David Moyes going. Oh, I don't do how this thing. And in the background, there's Pickford with a thermometer hanging out of his mouth, just going <laughs> about the fucking two foot into the back of the head. Uh, it's just. Like it's bizarre. It's so fucking unbelievable. I, 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 it's just the incompetency of it because, like, they literally just got hung up on the offside thing and somehow interpreted that as like, oh, if it's offside, nothing else happens. Like, okay, see so that that person got shot there after his after the ball was played out. Oh no, it was offside. 
we, we can't do anything if it's offside, which is <laughs> nonsense. It's there's fine. no rule. Fine, yeah. There's no rule in that fucking book. And there's three people in the VAR office that can check this, that can actually go like, hang on, roll it back. Has anyone not noticed a scissor kick? No. And like everyone, literally everyone looking at that going like, that's a red card. What the fuck is this? And um, so anyway, obviously the main story was that Van Dyke uh, has uh, wrecked his ACL Apparently, it's a hyperextension of the ACL as well. So it's essentially, it's like, as Burkwell will, will educate us more. Well, it's kind of what it's, happens when uh, somebody arses your ACL. He, he literally, he's literally had his ACL arsed into next season. Yes. Oh. On the opposite side of his knee, practically. And it's it, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Because, like, that, yeah. that's a year and a half recovery, by and large, isn't it? Yeah. Look, look with, with the men's there is uh, a quicker window to get the surgery to mm. reattach the ligament. And depending on where he goes, if he's going to a particular specialist, they might choose to do a hamstring or a quad graft or a tendon graft. Mm-hmm. And there's different recovery times. And that'll just depend on what he, he goes with. Like if you're looking for... for year, anyway. He's definitely out for the year. Oh, yeah. yeah. At least. Because there's one thing about Klopp is that he's he, in in his time as manager, he's never rushed people out of ACLs. Like Oxlade Chamberlain was our most recent example, and uh, like he was like he because he I think he got injured in. But, uh, take it take it from an Arsenal fan. Uh, it doesn't matter how long you take to get Oxlade Chamberlain back onto a pitch. He's gonna injure himself again, lads. I, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, exactly. But the thing is, like, like he he was like three months ahead of recovery. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Chamberlain's gonna wreck himself the instant <laughs> he touches a black grass. That's fair. Um, but uh, yeah, like like I would have said, like like um, yeah. we, like obviously we're, we're living with without Van Dyke at the moment, which uh, I'll get back to in a minute. But while the game is still going on, uh, Everton equalised from a corner, which was like a couple of minutes after Van Dijk went off. So Gomez was coming in cold and Gomez has been really bad this season. Like by far has been our worst player. Um, so having him on really didn't help matters. Um, so he equalised and then Salah just hit a fucking cracking goal in the second half. Like he, he hit a first time, didn't even yeah. think about it. It literally was like, fuck, gone, ball. And <clears throat> uh, and then Calvert-Lewin with a brilliant header then. So it was two all then, well poised, going into the last few minutes. Richarlison, fuck me, man. Have a fucking word with yourself because he just takes out Thiago. Two footed, more or less the exact same challenge as Pickford, right? Because they're somehow more malicious. And he then he pretends to be out down injured <laughs> for like five minutes. You get the fuck up. You knew what you did. Like you even you were actually looking well, at him. Red card for it. Like people were saying, people were saying, oh, you know, Thiago needs to suffer consequences. Like he got sent off. He got a straight red card. He's going to be out for three games. Yeah, you know, like that's it. You know, so. Like he 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 got what Pickford should have got, um. But I, I was actually one of the things. That, the last thing I'll say about this is that I was absolutely amazed at the sheer viciousness of what Everton were doing. Like oh, every single tackle they looked to go in and kill other people. Like holy fuck! Like I thought I knew Ancelotti as a manager, and he never really sends his team out with this kind of bloodlust. Mm. <laughs> But he must have delivered like a, like a pre-match speech along the lines of Al Pacino's Any Given Sunday speech. <laughs> because like, fuck me, his, his team were out, to, they were out for blood. They were literally out for blood. It's, and uh, yeah. It was atrocious. And, like, and, and then we get to the, to the winner that wasn't. Um, so 
Manny, oh. like, get, gets the ball back, <laughs> gets a Henderson, this, Pickford brushes off me. his wrist. This broke me. It broke all of us. I, I, I looked at it just yeah. like half an hour ago before we started recording. What's offside? Tell me, if someone explain well, to me what's offside. offside. Then how the it's fuck not, was that given? Offside. Like, genuinely. No, ha, ha, well, fucking optics. Well, like, I think what they're saying... I think it's what they're saying was his tricep. I'm like, mm, I love scoring goals with my tricep. I'm definitely allowed to do that. But you're back to goal. Like, but you're back to goal. <laughs> your, your elbow, your fucking, like a, a, like, a fucking bit of skin off the elbow. Oh, yeah, that's a goal-scoring opportunity. Fuck right off me. Like, honestly, if you're getting the protractor out to see if he's on or offside, he's fucking onside, okay? What happens to level is on? You know? They literally have just completely forgotten that aspect of, like, offside. I know it's not in the rule book, and that's, that's what they're going by. But Jesus Christ, lads. Like, have you not heard of benefit of the doubt? You're actively trying to deny fucking goals and, and, and football here. Like, two horrendous bar decisions in one game. And it's... Fucking terrible because, like, okay, it's not a it's not a season defining match. Obviously not. Van Dijk is gonna be a massive loss for the year. I do believe that we can adapt, but the problem is we've got three fit centre backs, and Joel Matip is one of them. Therefore, we have two fit centre backs, <laughs> and Fabinho yeah. is one of them, and therefore we only have one. Like we could tell you some. Joe Mustafi. No. Yeah, he can no. play, he he played ball good. That's nice. No, <laughs> no, we do not. We're, we're Apparently, we're not going to be even signing. We don't even intend to sign anybody in January. Um, because the plan was, if we were going to sign anybody, we would have done it in the summer. The funds were there. Because um, we had sold off players anyway. Um, but no, apparently, they're, they're happy to go with the tree and Fabinho. And to be fair, based off how Fabinho was against Ajax, fucking check, take that box. He was brilliant. You know? Um Again, it, it'll entirely depend on how like Matip stays fit and Gomez stays, uh, stays fit. Um, but uh, we're going to see a lot of young players in defence, which I'm which I'm slightly nervous about. But then again, the last time we did that, we had Trent Alexander-Arnold. If we can get the same number of talent in the back line this time, happy days. But that's a big risk, you know. Um, they seem to have high hopes for Reese Williams, which is good. But he's 17, you know. Captain of the under 19s. They're not going to let him go for any, any quick, anytime soon. So, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, a well, kick in the balls, him, really. If you do let him go, you'll get about, if you do let him go, you'll get about 40 fucking million for him, despite <laughs> the fact he's not kicked that fucking ball for you. Well, he has now. He was in, he, he was yeah. subbed on for the Ajax game. So now we can actually add 5 million down yeah. to his, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, you can pack off sorry, 45 million apologies. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. This is, Michael, this is Michael Edwards' game and Raw playing it. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Like, um, I, I think we still be all right until we get to the Christmas period and people start getting injured. That's when that's when we're going to feel the pinch back in down the back. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, hopefully, Thiago isn't too bad either. I think he should be back in for the Sheffield game, which is good. Um, that's the only thing I'm really worried about at this point. We don't, we can't afford to lose any other good players. Um, so that's our rundown. Uh, so I have, we have time then to uh, jump into our regular fixtures. Uh, first up being VAR Wars, as we haven't done that in a few weeks. So, uh, so we have to go back to, to match day three. So we have uh, points awarded to Chelsea. Uh, the uh, equaliser was approved by VAR, uh, check for handball. Uh, Everton was awarded a penalty, so they get a point. Uh, Man United got a penalty after the final whistle. That was the Maupoy handball uh, from a couple of weeks ago. And then Newcastle got a penalty as well. That was the, uh, remember, Eric Dyer, Ricochet off Andy Carroll. 
um, the really bullshitty one, <laughs> in fairness. Uh, the only only point taken away in that match day was uh, Fulham. That was a a, a, a foul by Mitrovic that uh, prevented a goal being scored. Uh, the only event from the week after then, last week, uh, was Harvey Barnes' goal ruled out for uh, Leicester. So that's a minus one to them. And then we have a bit of action then from this past week. So obviously, uh, Manny's uh, our apparent offside for the Henderson goal. Tricep offside. Offside, sure, mate, whatever. Um, and then two others then from West Brom, the West Brom Burnley game. Yes, something actually happened in that game. Carlin uh, Grant. Uh, I, I know. I, 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 I'm fairly sure it may have actually been fabricated just to make the game sound interesting because there's no evidence of yeah. it. But um, but yeah, the Gar- uh, Grant scored for West Brom, but it was uh, disallowed for by offside. And then the uh, first Wolves goal that wasn't, uh, Saez's uh, cracking goal from outside the box was disallowed because Jimenez was um, offside beforehand. Uh, but points were then given to uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield Far did something for Sheffield United, lads. Holy shit, it only took him a year and a half. Um, <laughs> they got a penalty. That was the Mitrovic um, foul on Robinson that oh, I mentioned yeah. earlier on. And then Man United got their mandatory penalty of the week. That was uh, Rashford being fouled in the box by uh, Kraft, I think it was. So, uh, as things stand, we have uh, three leaders of our wars, that being Everton, Man United, shock horror, and Southampton. Uh, we have plenty of losers there, but no one really standing out at the minute. A lot of teams still on zero at this early stage of the season. Um, mm, interesting. Indeed. Indeed. What is very interesting as well, we've had our first two sackings of the season. So let's check in with the P45 crew. It's great not having the jingles anymore when Burkwatt just does them for us instead. It's a lot quicker. <laughs> so, um, so yes, two seconds I mentioned. We, we, we may have mentioned them in passing in the last few weeks, but the two that have actually happened, uh, one was in the championship. Uh, first one of the season, which was Nottingham Forest, uh, sacking Sabir Lamushi, um, who were in the playoffs last season, and then lost 10 games in a row, which is bad. Oh. Uh, um, they immediately replaced him with Chris Hutton, which means that Nottingham Forest will get oh. promoted next season. It's just guaranteed. It's nailed on, lads. And put your money on it now. Uh, yeah, his last game in charge was a 2 1 loss to Bristol City. Bristol City, who were one of the contenders last season, so they've, they've started off strong themselves. Uh, the other um, sacking was uh, the week after, which was Salford City, sacking Graham Alexander. This is bollocks, by the way. Um, the club were unbeaten in the last five games and standing fifth in League Two, but they sacked him anyway because apparently Alexander wasn't happy with the, with the outfit of the club. Uh, a club run by the class of 92 and immediately been replacing their manager with a member of the class of 92 in Paul Scholes. I I can see why Graham Alexander doesn't like that outfit. Um, Yeah. Happy to say that Scholes lost his first two games as Salford City manager. Yeah, I have not, I've not paid attention to that at all, but like, yes, this is good news. It is, it is. It's a great, truly a great day for the parish. Um, and uh, yeah, their last their last game was a draw against Tranmere Rovers. So Tranmere, another contender from last season, also off the mark this season as well. Um, something about creatures of habit there. So yes, Bristol and Tranmere are now on the list already uh, for, to be the P45 crew for this season. Uh, moving on then to uh, let's get on let's get into Eurovision, shall we? Um, while we wait for Neil to come back. Uh, yeah, very quickly because mm-hmm. I once again. I cannot do weekdays. I cannot do weekday <laughs> football. Yeah, I am me neither. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what happened in Europe this week. Okay. Um, what I can tell you is Arsenal won. And Just about. That is, like, I watched it 
while falling asleep, which shows you how much action there was because I was mm-hmm. genuinely invested in the match and yet I was still drifting off. But um, go on, tell me what happened in the other matches during the week because sure. I literally have no clue. Okay, well, like it was a mixture of really surprising results and then like like regulation wins. Like Group A was probably as you'd expect between Salzburg and Lokomotiv. It was a two-all draw. Uh, but Bayern Munich beat Atletico 4-0, which is a pretty fucking massive scoreline. Really. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, all things considered. Group B was a surprise one as well. Inter Milan drew two all with Borussia, uh, too long a word. Monty Gladbach, indeed. I'm actually surprised that you knew that instead of me for a change. That's good. That's, that's I good. did watch the the Bundesliga a yes, lot this summer. So. You did, didn't you? Yeah, you had a you had a 12 week correspondence course to learn Monty Gladbach. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> but I suppose the biggest, the shocking result from the seat from that match day would have been the. <laughs> The Real Madrid Shakhtar game. Um, so Shakhtar went three 0 up at half time. Uh, a Shakhtar team, by the way, that were decimated by the coronavirus. They have eleven people out with it. So this is the Shakhtar Donetsk reserves playing Real Madrid, and they were three 0 up at half time. It was only because like like Real Madrid actually brought on some players that they got two goals back. Um, so yeah, that was one of the shockers of the game of the of the week really. Uh, Group C had a regulation win for Man City against Porto, but really like weird game in and of itself. Porto probably could have done better. Um, Olympiacos beat Marseille 1-0. Nothing much to say about that. In Group D, we had a 4-0 win for Atlanta against Michelin, which was, a, again, a, a pretty emphatic result, and I can't wait to play them in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then we uh, beat Ajax 1-0. So like, it was, it was a funny old game because Ajax were by far the better team, but we defended relatively well. And I say that in spite of Adrian. Like, Adrian tried his fucking best to concede in this game. He was terrible. Um, if there's any, like, justice in the world, we'd field Kelleher for the Sheffield game tomorrow because yeah. I, I, I can't live another day in my life with Adrian in goal. He's, like, he's I, worse I, I than Carlos. I can't think that Cuevian Kelleher is any worse than Adrian right now. He actually isn't. The problem is that he's just inexperienced. That's why Adrian gets an odds. That's it. Well, he's going to have to get that experience sometime because Adrian just is not fucking up to it. Although, to it be really honest isn't. with you, neither is uh, Leno. So, uh, mm, Leno yes. tried his absolute best to ruin the game. By <laughs> slipping three clearances straight into an opposition player. <laughs> it was a solid impression of Adrian, to be honest. It was, actually. It was quite bad. Yeah, um, it was very good. Um, so the rapid through the rest of the groups then from that we had a, a nil all draw for Sevilla and Chelsea again the, I think the most noteworthy thing for Chelsea was that they actually had a clean sheet which just says a lot about Sevilla um, and the other game in that group was a draw as well Ren and Kuben Krasnodar uh, Group F was St. Petersburg 1 Club Bruges Dejan Lovren scored a 40 yard volley lads don't ask me the rush- no he didn't it is he did the end times he's been listening to do you know what it is it's the fucking hard base He's been listening to nothing but hard bass since he left, since he went to Russia, and it's completely amplified his game. We should have done that when he was over here. He would have been such a bottler. And as well, the bigger shock, another shock from the groups were um, Lazio beating Dortmund three one, which I was very surprised at, considering that this is a full te- full strength Dortmund team. Um, but yeah, well done Lazio. They're, they're a fucking good outfit. Um, and then uh, Juventus beat Dynamo Kiev two 0 in their group. Barcelona beat uh, the Hungarian side of uh, Veron Chavros five one. Uh, and the last group then was uh, uh, Rascals Tokyo calling Leipzig to Istanbul possession here nil. <laughs> and would you call it a shock result, lads? Man United beating PSG two one. I call it. 
Yeah. What? Yeah. Did y'all, go, did y'all notice? What? No, I told you I fell asleep all week. <laughs> right. Quite so PSG for the whole entire week. Yeah. Got, got totally outplayed by Man United. Like this, it wasn't even a contest. PSG were terrible, and Axel Twanzebe beat Mbappe for pace. Yeah. He was fucking brilliant. Well, I really like Twanzebe. He Twan did set the world record for the hungry, hungry hippos. So his pace is always during the, the game, no less. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a great result for them. Um, um, it was a debut for Alex Tellez, which is probably the more noteworthy thing. He created, I think, like seven chances on his own from from crosses in. So yeah, um, good result all around for for United. Um, which leads then to the Europa League. Uh, we we would be remiss as an Irish podcast not to mention Dundalk. Uh, conveniently, they're in Arsenal's group, so we get to talk about them a lot this uh, this podcast. Uh, they played really well against Mole, but they end up losing two one, which is a shame. Um. The Scottish sides then, uh, AC Milan beat Celtic 3-1, which was generous to Celtic, to be honest. And then uh, Steven Gerrard's Rangers beat Liège 2-0. Good result. Great. They're a good team. Totally rate them. Um, and Spurs and Leicester City both registered 3-0 wins against Las Glins and Voya Luhansk, respectively. And then, as you mentioned, uh, Arsenal uh, narrowly beating Rapid VN 2-1. Uh, again, the, probably the major takeaways was, 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 from this match was that it was a rather really toothless display from Arsenal. He's yeah, kind of got away with this. Bring on Oba after like 70 minutes to like get a goal. Mm. And it was him and Bellerin, who was also a sub, who combined to actually get the goal for us after Leno did a co- <laughs> did a Brosnahan and. Um, oh, too soon. <sighs> too soon. Can't believe I brought that. He just, he just passed it straight to an opposition player. Like, yeah. Louise gives him a pass back and it's not even a bad pass back like he's under no pressure mm-hmm. and then he decides to just pass it the other player he passes it too close to an opposition player who gets a leg to it and yeah. then it deflects to another fucking Vienna player and then he just rifles it home yeah and then he did it again <laughs> then he did it again right and then only for the fact that the player got the ball stuck under his feet and he couldn't immediately capitalise and then he went and did it again. So he runs out of his box needlessly to clear the ball while uh, Louise is running towards it. And as Louise goes to jump out of the way, Leno clears the ball straight into his arse. <laughs> and it just, ah, oh, it was terrible. Just terrible. It's an absolutely so, mesmerizing match review there, Neil. Um, I know, yeah. <laughs> it's just an absolutely. I, I've no idea what I, I've no idea what's going on. You have so, us all spellbound here. <laughs> totally, but um, yeah, like it was, it was ridiculous. But hey, if anything, it, this game proves that David Luiz should be on the end of free kicks, not taking them. His header, <laughs> his header in was actually quite good. Mm. Um, Pepe swung it in, simple. Swings it in from the left, gets it on his head, it's in the net. And then um, Mesut Mosil, <laughs> <laughs> or Mosil El Nelly, El Nenny, as he's Mel Nenny. So he had a delicious slide reel ball for Bellerin to run in around the side, and Bellerin just literally just hits it to the side. Abamyang's on, completely clear in the middle. Boosh. 2 1. Indeed. Indeed. And it, it is a win that will set off your group. That That is all we can say about that. In all fairness, like, I, I'm not really much of a fan of the whole means justify the ends kind of shit. 
Yeah. But this is very much a thing where, like, I didn't give a fuck how we won as long as we won. Mm. But Yeah, that's true. But yeah. it is worrying that Leno is showing the cracks in concentration, um, having gotten rid of uh, Martinez. Yeah. 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 That would be my, my takeaway from that, because other than that, like, it was... Standard, yeah, it was standard Europa League group fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had the same kind of vibe for my own from the Ajax game. Was that like, yeah, with Van Dijk gone, like, I just kind of wanted us to win regardless. Because with Fabinho in the in the defence, he was brilliant against Chelsea, but this is a, 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 a rusty Chelsea team. This is a much slicker Ajax team that maybe were looking looking, looking class, but they're still playing really well, you know? Um, and, we, and he was good. I, again, the, the takeaway from my match was that, like, we took off the front three of Salah, Firmino, Mane all at the same time. And Jota, Shakiri, Minimino were fucking great. They should, they deserve the goal in of itself. Jota was amazing. And um, there's a lot of talk that like Jota will replace Firmino for Sheffield. And I would not be surprised. I'd be fascinated to see how that goes. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Indeed, indeed. So uh, we will end this podcast, lads. Not with a hand of card. That's next week. We're going to end it on a stat attack. First one of the season, lads. And oh, I'm going to lose. Indeed. Well, you might have a chance of winning here, right? This is a set. I've got a seven question round. Just like Ireland versus the Ukraine. <laughs> How did you know that was going to be one of the stats? No. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> as Neil gets a, a, assaulted by his own child. Um, so, we got to. Yeah, naturally. As is, nom, 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 nom. Tom. Boy, it's a, I'd say it sounded like a good idea at the time, didn't it, Neil? Anyway. Um, so we have a seven. See, we have a seven-round um, stat attack this time. So, first one: How many goalless draws has there been in the Premier League this season? Me, 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 me. Yeah. One. Neil, how about yourself? <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Telling <laughs> you, man. She's jockeying uh, for position. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen any creature do this before. What is she doing? <laughs> I don't know. She's just leaning forward and just launching herself backwards. <laughs> She's diving. That's what it is. He's practicing diving. Yeah, that's uh, it. Two. I'll go with two. Two. I'll go two. Well, one of these is correct, and that's Burkbot. There has been <laughs> only one dollar straw. That was. <laughs> this is it was Brummy Burnley from uh, last week. So question number two: Who currently has the best defense in the Premier League? Me, Aston Villa. Neil, how about yourself? Um. So by best best defense, you mean like lowest goals against? Lowest goals against. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I am on. Uh, You're being assaulted. Yeah, pseudo duty. <laughs> yeah, this is how. This is how Burkwood's gonna win. Yeah, I go. With, I go. Yeah, because I'm currently be the life here. I go with Villa as well. Yeah, yeah. Go I for it. Say. Okay. Well, you're both correct in that. They have only conceded two goals in four games so far this season. Oh, and to my knowledge, it's still nil all. So yeah, that's still the case. Well done, lads. So here's a trick. Here's a trickier question, though. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Who are currently the top goal scorers in England? Which club is the top goal scorers in England? Arsenal women. Oh, okay, I, I would accept Arsenal women. I'm okay, I'll clarify. Which men's club 
is the top oh. goal scorers in England. This one's going to surprise you, lads. Hmm. Okay, this Bear in mind, I am I am not referring to the Premier League here. I'm talking about the full football league oh. from like in, from Premier League okay. to League Two. It's a good stat. I like it. Um, oh, I'm gonna go with some obscure team like Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. Don't okay. have a clue. Don't have a clue. Neil, have it yourself. I think I've heard this one. I uh, isn't it Spurs? You want to go for Spurs? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Nottingham Forest is way off, and um, definitely Spurs is second highest. In England, All right. they are 16 goals. The highest is Cambridge United, who've scored 18 in seven games, right? The top, top goal scorer... the same as Miedema. <laughs> by, by and large, uh, Liam Mullen is their top goal scorer with 10 so far this season. He scored he twice. Plays Irish. Uh, well, funny you should mention, actually, because the guy who's been setting up all of his goals is Wes fucking Houlihan. Oh. Yeah. He's 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 only registered two assists, but if they did pre-assist, he'd registered eight. So yeah, he's he's been bossing it um, yeah. at, at the tender age of tw- of thirty nine. Bossing it in where League Two? League Two, yeah. And um, and the gas thing is, they've lost twice already, but they still they've beaten like three teams five nil. It's bizarre. And um, so we're still two uh, one here. Last week, something happened in La Liga that hasn't happened since September two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> what is it? Um. Oh, I did see something about this, but like I was not paying attention fully. So shocked to hear I'm that. I'm gonna go with something about uh, Atletico went goalless or something like that. Interesting. How about yourself, Neil? I think it's both the 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 classico. It's something to do with the classico. It's that Barcelona and Real have lost. Before, prior to a classico, uh, I it, it's not as complicated as that. You, but you are correct though. Both Barca and Real Madrid have lost in the league on the same day. And oh. um, oh, that's just it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Both okay. Barca and Real have lost league games at the same match day. All right, that hasn't happened since eighteen. That, that is a point for me because it, yeah, it did happen prior. There is the classico this weekend. So exactly, like, yeah. The classico is only like a consequence, a convenience of that. So yeah, it's two apiece, lads. Going into the last, <laughs> the final three questions. Uh, which English team has made the most money out of the transfer window? You would imagine it's you guys. The, 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 the amount they've earned is 88 million. What are you, 88? 88 million. They've, this, this team have earned 88 million in the transfer window. 88 million euro, I should say. This isn't like in the Premier League, is it? No. I'll give that away. Oh. Uh, oh, I'm going to go Brentford. I was going to go no. Brentford as well. Yeah, they've so loads off. They're very good guesses. And uh, the sad thing is, like, it's not right uh, because the Ben Rama deal isn't permanent until next season. The oh. answer is Bournemouth. Bournemouth oh. sold Wilson, Callum Wilson, Aaron Ramsdale, and... Uh, ooh. I completely forgot the other one. Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake for big money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're the yeah, second both most both profitable team in Europe. That's why that, the initial stat was like, I'm sure like someone has earned 
more money. And it's actually Real Madrid. Real Madrid earn more money than Bournemouth, but they're the top two earners in Europe this season, which is mad. Uh, I suppose that stadium won't pay for itself. Um, this is a general trivia for you then. Who has managed the most clubs in the Champions League? And Aaron, you can't, uh, you can't interfere here. No conferring. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Think of a good manager. <laughs> Simple as that. Like, do any of them exist? Some. It's a lost Conte. art, but apparently so. Conte. Conte. Good guess. How about yourself, Neil? Pat Baby Shush. Uh, here, I'll go with Coleman. Ooh. Um, okay, the answer is uh, Carlo Ancelotti. Oh. Carlo yeah. Ancelotti has managed eight teams in the Champions League. Uh, <laughs> Parma, Juve, AC Milan, Chelsea, PSG, Real Madrid, Bayern, and Napoli. And no doubt soon to be Everton. Good Christ, I hope that doesn't come true. Um, so, we're still we're nicely poised. <laughs> Shut up. It's Villa season. Um, so... Uh, we're still two apiece going into the final question. And uh, because it's a draw, I'll take your closest, whoever's closest to this result will get will win oh. this out attack. 15-year-old okay. Borussia Dortmund hotshot Yusofa Mukoko has played 87 games at youth level for Dortmund. How many goals has he scored? Oh, it's something like a, it's like 125. You're going for 125? How about yourself, Berkba? Hmm. I'm gonna go with ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Well, the correct answer is one hundred and thirty-seven. Ah. So Neil, you're the closest. Yeah, he's averaging a goal and a half per game, and he scored a hat trick in the oh, in the Bavarian Bavarian like, derby. Suppose <laughs> that's good. Like when no. you're got to be a medium, like not yeah, everyone can be medium. I have to break this to you, Burpa. Not everyone can be medium. For a mere Despite, mortal, that's all right. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. for the for the for the goddess of sulking, like uh, that's easy. Like you know, <laughs> I am trying to honor her spirit tonight. Well, I don't yeah, know yeah. if that is coming across in this podcast. You you have been quite grumpy in fairness, so I think she I think has had her arms folded constantly throughout the whole thing. Like mm. that's because like, she's literally. cold. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I am uh, apparently the Netherlands are playing, and she has not scored, and she just flung her gloves off in disgust, <laughs> um, which you know the shit yeah. is going down. It's like Ash Ketchum Vandedonk turning his hat around. Mm. Scored though. Vandedonk scored though. A header. <laughs> One of them was a header. Like, like she is four foot she seven. Headers? Like she's yeah, she is literally smaller than the grass. <laughs> can we just can we just assume that maybe it's like the Euros that's the problem? Because if, if Ireland can can concede a goal by playing football and Medima can't score a goal in open play, surely that's like the Euro qualifiers are the problem. I think that's that's oh, no, grounds to cancel the tournament. Just shows you football in general has just gone mad. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's 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 an office state of affairs. Um but yeah, that's that's our podcast, lads. Um thank you very much for joining us. Uh Erin included there. I thought she contributed a great stuff again. She's like Love our fucking show. 
Yeah, she's she's like our fucking guest uh, speaker at this point, and boy, she was a fucking speaker there. She is more coherent than me, to be fair. Yes, and let and far less cans as well, has to be said. Um. So anyway, um, I will sign this off, lads. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast again. Feel free to give us a follow on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And um, if you want to hear more of the same, then next week. Uh, you might be watching this on Nerds or Us, uh, the video format. By all means, give our side channel a subscription. We'd greatly support. Smash the like and subscribe button. And by all means, follow us at Monday Madness LP to keep track of all the things that we're doing from podcasts to Let's Plays uh, to general videos to streams. We, we're doing the whole lot here, lads. Uh, just I'm crying about Ireland. Yes. Well, that, that, that kind of like falls in between Let's Plays and podcasts. You know, I don't have much space now in the streams at the minute because... Uh, yeah. You know, Too many uh, hours. Exactly. Too exactly. many gigs to upload. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get the same 20 minute clip in loop but for 19 hours oh can, you, can, can we sign off this podcast with Burkbot like cryingly singing horse lips you know it really <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs>